The IDP Pro Players Pod on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is proudly brought to you by Shady Rays. And this month, SGPN is teaming up with Shady Rays for Shady May, when you can get 50% off your Shady Ray using promo code SGPN and sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win $500. And the month of May stays hot when the SGPN fantasy football team also gives away a free Lamar Jackson jersey. Just leave a five-star review on our Spotify or Apple podcast to enter. Then direct message us your review at SGPN Fantasy on Twitter to confirm your entry. And SGPN Fantasy could select you as the winner May 31st. We're also brought to you by our Kentucky Derby contest. The winner gets a $100 SGPN gift card exclusively on the SGPN app. The IDP Pro Players Pod is a proud member of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, home of the hottest, smartest, and fastest-growing sports gambling and fantasy football providers in professional sports entertainment to date. And now, without any further delay, here's your veteran, infamous No Dirty O in season and senior IDP pros, Johnny the Greek and Gary, the IDP tipster, coming off the edge as always with their deepest standard league NFL defensive takes. Welcome back to the IDP Pros Podcast. My name is Johnny the Greek. Good to have everyone here this week. I am joined, as always, with the senior IDP analyst for the SGPN Network, the man, the myth, the legend, the IDP tipster, Mr. Gary Van Dyke. Gary, how are you, sir? I'm doing pretty damn good. (laughs) All right. And this week, we got a very special guest. He is a writer for IDP Guys and Club Fantasy FFL, Mr. Michael Sicoli at Michael underscore Sicoli, S-I-C-O-L-I on Twitter. Michael, how are you, sir? I am doing fantastic, Johnny. How are you? I'm just happy to be here. It's no better way to spend a Friday night than talking IDP. I'm with you. I'm with you. Glad to have you, man. Gary, you pumped? Hey, man. I'll tell you, we had a great show this morning at 10 o'clock, so it's kind of funny that uh, this just come up because uh, we're, we're just here having a good time. Talking IDP, helping you all out with some deep, deep, deep rookies. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, let's, so let's get the background on Mr. Sicoli, and then we'll talk a little more rookie talk this week. Uh, Michael, let's start at the beginning. How did you get into fantasy football? And then how'd you get into IDP? Because it takes a crazy person to get into IDP. Yes, it does. And craziness I have plenty of, Johnny, I'll tell you that. But fantasy football in general, that's something I've kind of been into since, you know, I was a, I was that quiet kid in the high school auditorium for anyone watching on YouTube. I'm obviously... I'm a young guy. So not too long ago, I, I would be reading all the NFL articles I could. And that was because I wanted all the NFL content I could. I'm a sports journalist at heart. That's what I want to do. Doing all the fancy stuff that comes with being obsessed with football. Um, and IDP itself uh, got into that last year. Kind of jumped in headfirst. Didn't really know what I was what I was doing. But found a home with the IDP guys. Just kept on, kept on working at it. Learning as I went. Defense is fun. Defense is just as much about football as offense is. Arguably more. So I do think there's some uh, there's some logic to applying some of our lovely fantasy points to our defensive friends. So I, I like to root on all sides of the ball here. Nice. Love that. I, I know Gary appreciates that. <laughs> no dirty O. <laughs> well, I'm starting. I'm starting to. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so, Michael, you mentioned that, uh, you know, you're you're really into sports broadcasting. Is that your major at college right now? Graduated last year in journalism. My master's that I should be getting in a 
a week if all things go well. Uh, we'll be in sports journalism. So some talking on shows like this, some writing, you know, sports reporting, things like beat reporting in the NFL. That's the goal. Big soccer guy as well, but that's not what the show's about. Whatever I can do. I just want to be in that sports world and contribute. Hey, they play defense. And All John is a soccer fan, so I, I am, you never I, know where this might well, wander this. off to. I, I am a soccer fan. We're already deviating from the plan here. Sorry, <laughs> Gary. That's awesome, man. What's your dream gig? Is it ESPN, NFL Network? Talk us through that. It probably would be more or less NFL Network. You know, again, the NFL really is that goal. So anytime I can get close to a team, if that means beat reporting or not, I guess that really wouldn't be as much NFL Network. But you know, I think grad year has really shown me that I can do a lot more than just write, which is what I thought I could do. I'm doing a lot of stuff with the IP guys, doing fantasy football. It really expands what you could do across different mediums. So talking it out, talking about football, whether it's NFL Network, ESPN, beat reporting for The Athletic has always been a dream of mine. Just nice. I want to be in the industry. That's really all I know. Damn. You're on your way, man. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. That's awesome, man. That's good stuff. Uh, circling back to fantasy. So what's your favorite format if you had to choose just one and platform? So in a general sense for every every viewer out there, I'll just start with the offensive thought. I A lot of people love the Superflex tight end premium. They've getting around to it. I'm getting into the Superflex a little bit more than I used to. You know, 1QB has always been a little bit more of my, my safe point. And that's what I've always cared about. Uh, but, you know, as long as I got PPR in there, I like throwing some mixes in there. Some vampire formats have been a lot of fun. I tried that for the first time this past year. So just I really don't have a, I don't even know if I have a favorite, really. I just I, I get everything fantasy. If I had to pick one, it would be Superflex Dynasty. Big Dynasty guy. Oh, God, man, I suck. I suck at Superflex, man. I suck. I suck so bad. Scott Fish. Hey, man, I'm just there to take those losses. That's what I'm there for. Not a good year for me either. Oh, man. Two years in a row. Gee. Hey, I did win one more game. I think I was just above 50% this year. Ah, <laughs> uh, morning. Nothing like waking up to crying kids, hungry pets, and an angry alarm clock. All a football fan wants is to get your kids to school, feed the dogs and clock in at the office, and then you can finally settle in and enjoy a moment of peace with your morning cup of coffee. And you are just in time for the SGPN IDP Pro Manager Podcast, nice. which your idiot league mates haven't yet discovered. Ha! Let Brad, Craig, and Gary start your day with all the reliable IDP information you need. Money. Tune in every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern on the SGPN Fantasy Football YouTube channel, where your SGPN IDP pros know exactly what you need. Awesome. Besides another cup of coffee. Shady Rays is teaming up with SGPN for Shady May. So not only do you get an amazing 50% off, but you also have a chance to win 500 in cold hard cash. And Shady Rays always has you covered from the sun to the slopes. With premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, durable frames, and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all eyewear. Every single pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. So if you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. And you can wear your Shady Rays with confidence when Shady Rays has your back long after you purchase. So if you don't love them, exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's never a risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. The SGPN Fantasy Football Team is giving away a Lamar Jackson jersey in the month of May. Leave us a five-star review on our Spotify or Apple podcast page to enter. DM us your review at SGPN Fantasy on Twitter to confirm your entry. Winner will be selected May 31st. Michael, what's your favorite team NFL-wise and outlook for the season if you had to make a, a guess of what that team's going to look like for this year? 
I would be wearing my TJ Watt Steelers jersey right now if I haven't worn it for like the last three streams I've been on. Uh, but it, it, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Always been a bit of a always a Steelers fan. I grew up in New York, but my dad was a very is a Giants fan that couldn't stand his own team, and the Jets were the Jets, so it was kind of hard for me to root for that. So I jumped right into uh, right on board with my uncle. Jumped on the Steelers train. Don't think they're going to finish better than third. I think it'll be a better year. I just don't see how they're better than an eight to nine win team. Max out at ten, bottom out at seven. But Mike Tomlin's kind of established a good floor with this this organization. It's just I don't know what the ceiling is with Kenny Pickett. Hey, good news. We might actually have a linebacker surface. No, because whoever's playing linebacker, there's going to be a Cole, lot of. If Cole Holcomb's there, I mean, <clears> if he's healthy. Yeah. It should be a. You really excited? Nice I'm excited for that. I'm not All excited right. to see a Landon Roberts. I'm not excited to see the rest of the group. But I, Mark Robinson, you know, I've been being the drum for Mark Robinson mm-hmm. for about eight months now. So maybe we could get some Mark in there. Nice. Right, so what were your thoughts on Pickett uh, last year? I mean, he had that that really nice end of season win, showed a little bit of Joe Namath, I guess you could say, or that type of quarterback that can pull it out in the last second. But overall, I mean, I wasn't super blown away. What, what are your thoughts so far? I was more or less the same. Uh, you know, I wasn't high on him in the pre-draft process. I was disappointed when they picked him. I kind of preferred if they went offensive line or something along those er- uh, along that area and then attacked it in this class. But obviously it didn't work out that way. I'm not that hopeful. I still don't know what his ceiling is, and that's always been my issue is maybe he can become a decent starter. But decent doesn't get a Super Bowl for you. That's just I don't know what the ceiling is for him. And if I, you know, I don't want a mediocre team. I'd rather reset but I don't know if he's just – he might be Derek Carr to me, and that scares me because I don't want a Derek Carr for eight years and then you eventually move on. Yeah, that's true, man. Mediocrity is not going to help in today's NFL, that's for sure. Okay, before we move on to another topic here, I just want to ask you about Joey Porter. What are your thoughts on – you know, a lot of people say it was a steal getting him where you did. I, I tend to agree. It, it, in my opinion, it was a steal. It was a great pick at 32, you know, out of Penn State. Uh, defense was 19th in passing yards allowed. They allowed the fifth most touchdowns to wide receivers specifically. The need at cornerback was pretty clear even before they lost Cam Sutton, even though they added old man Patrick Peterson uh, to the group. When the need's there and the best on the board kind of lines up, it kind of feels like a great connection. He's got long arms. He can run. He get, got a lot of big receivers in the AFC North to work with. And Patrick Pearson can, you know, maybe teach him a few things. He, you know, he's been around the block. He's been an all-pro. It's a pick that made a lot of sense for a million reasons, but need and obviously the family connection has to be top of the board. All right. Let's get you on record for some predictions this year. I know it's stupid early. We still haven't even really hit summer yet. But if you had to take, uh, you know, a winner for the AFC, winner for the NFC, and a Super Bowl winner right now, who would it be? It's – see, can I be lame and just almost call a repeat because – Eagles have 1,000% reloaded and are ready to go, and I kind of think they're they're ready. I, I Like, this Jalen Hurts contract is not going to kick in for this year. This is still their window. The team's more or less the same. You know, maybe the running game's a little bit less without Miles Sanders, you know, but they've really replenished the defense. I don't think the loss of Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is going to be as significant as some people may think. And obviously, Javon Hargrave is gone, but they've replaced him with the best defensive tackle in the last five years. So they're in good shape. Uh, AFC, I'll look at. Again, Patrick Mahomes until the man doesn't play football. So if I had to throw another name out there just as two surprises, I think the Packers are going to be much better than people think this year. I really believe the Packers and Jordan Love. I've already bet on their over. 
which I believe is at eight and a half wins right now. I'm kind of smashing that. Even a dark horse to win the division. I mean, I, I because my other thought is that I think the Lions are going to struggle a little bit more than people think. But from the AFC, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to have a fantastic year. Jaguars are going to be a very interesting team and an easy division to conquer. So should have an easy road potentially to the divisional round and possibly beyond that, because I really do believe this Calvin Ridley, Trevor Lawrence connection, Tank Bigsby even is going to convert a lot of goal line chances. So a lot of, lot of, lot of dark horses, a lot of fun things to look out. And as for too early, because I don't think that's a thing. I think we're here yeah. to talk about it all, all year round about what's going to happen. Oh, wow, man. That's, <laughs> that's, uh, that's deep. I don't know. Hey, take a threat. You're, take a you're threat round, you're round. You are on your way to broadcaster, man. I mean, you, you're <laughs> going to be, remember the little guy, dude, in about 10 years. Of course, I'll be in the nursing home, but, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. you'll, be, you'll be right on TV with me. No worries. No yeah, worries. That's, that's good stuff, man. I like that. And I'm with you on the Packers, too. The Packers have not screwed up at quarterback in like 30 years, and I, I don't think they're going to start right now. Okay, so let's get some individual player predictions on record for this year. Let's start with everyone's favorite position, linebacker. So if you had to pick a, a linebacker that's going to be the IDP overall number one linebacker after this upcoming season, who do you think it's going to be? And we'll say inside linebacker, tackle guy. Yep, it's Roquan Smith. I mean, the man is going to swallow tackles like I swallow sushi at a buffet sometimes. So it's 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 going to be a blast. Uh, I think we saw bits of that when he arrived halfway through the year, but they're going to put him in a fantastic position to succeed. And it's going to be, I mean, I'm not surprising anyone. I don't need to make a case for Roquan Smith for anyone that plays it. Another name I'll throw out Logan Wilson as a little dark, not dark horse, but dark horse to be number one overall. I don't think a lot of people would be thinking of him um, like that just because, you know, averaging eight to 10 tackles a game over the last like month of the season. And we came back from injury. So that slow start after injury, it makes sense. So, you know, two guys that, I do want to leave my draft with, but draft cost is a little bit high for the first one. No one can argue with Roquan as an answer there. I'm with you. How about an edge? So I guess combined defensive end, outside linebacker, uh, sack guy. Who's going to be the best sack guy this year? I'd be hard-pressed to pick someone not named Nick Bosa or Max Crosby. My heart wants to say Max Crosby because I just think he's a fantastic player, and if Tyree Wilson can take any attention away, maybe it gets even better because he has not had a sustainable running mate in his entire career pretty much. So maybe we can get a, a even better year of Max Crosby. He almost had triple digit tackles, which is ridiculous. Um, and yeah, Nick, Max Crosby, Nick Bosa, it kind of depends on your scoring. If you get more of a tackle boost, I'd probably go Max Crosby. And Micah Parsons might now be getting some edge designation. So that's also going to have to factor in if we will see what type of formats uh, adopt that. Okay, this is a tough one. How about defensive tackle? Because, I mean, you know, Donald's getting old. We got some young guys getting better. Uh, what do you think? It's it's tough because I think if you're looking for the sacks, if your league awards enough points for sacks, I'll go Chris Jones. I don't think there's anyone better at getting to the passer from the inside than Chris Jones right now. But, you know, I, I think you can easily make a case for Quinn and Williams, who had a fantastic season last year. I like Dexter Lawrence. I don't know if I would say he has number one overall potential, but – Kind of feels like he had his best year last year, and I don't know if he's going to go beyond that. Easy answer, Chris Jones. My number two guy would probably be uh, Quinnen. Nice. Yep. How about safety? That's a t I mean, you could say Derwin. Everyone says Derwin, but he also is going to get hurt at least a couple times next year. So, If I if I pass, I'll pass away from Derwin, because that is the name that comes to everyone's mind. 
I think Kyle Hamilton has that type of upside. I think he was the same freak. I, I'm just going to say it. I'm going to say it. He was fantastic over the second half. Damn. 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 I, damn. I, damn. I, damn. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's get that. Let's get. Oh, oh. Say what, it what? nice and clear again. I want Kyle to make sure. Hamilton okay. has DB1 overall potential. Damn. Nice. I'm not saying like it's going to happen, but I think he's good for a top six type of year. And I think that top one is possible. Because this is the same prospect that we said was borderline gen- generational. And. Mm-hmm. They they drafted, you know, they drafted Trenton Simpson. They want to use that two linebacker right. set and Patrick Queen. They do not want there, but I think Kyle Hampton's gonna play all over the field. I think he's gonna play a lot more in the slot, even. I think they're just gonna find a way to use him. And if I was gonna go another name, because I was gonna briefly say Hamilton, but fair enough, I should explain that. Uh Buda Baker. If Buda Baker's still in Arizona, I think that would probably be my pick, if not Derwin. We're already talking about that uh, rookie Simpson, right? I think it was his mm. name, the linebacker. All right. Trent so we got Patrick yeah. Queen. We got Roquan Smith, which you already hit on earlier. And yeah, I mean, he's going to kill it. So and now we're throwing in Kyle Hamilton. I've had this sneaky ass suspicion. And I've, I know it's just conspiracy, but I believe Patrick Queen could possibly not be on this freaking roster by preseason. I just, I don't know why. It's like, I, I could see if they need something, you know, that he would have an asset for them. When it comes to Kyle Hamilton, do you see him getting to play the like free safety or up in the box? That's that's my question. I mean, we have we have two main, I think, in the three rotation that they have. Is he going to be up there in the box getting tackles, or you expect him to be a playmaker for us? I think he'll be a little bit more of a playmaker in the box, but I think who's going to answer that question the best? is Patrick Queen slash Trenton Simpson, because if they struggle, if both struggle, it's very possible that I think a lot of people want to say, Patrick Queen, we know what he is. He's not great. Trent Simpson is going to be that guy. It's very possible that a rookie Simpson struggles too. And if mm-hmm. we see both those guys struggles, maybe we see Hamilton in the box a little bit more. But I do think they'll move him around as a playmaker. I think we saw shades of that of the second half of last year. They started figuring it out a little bit more. It's something I'm definitely going to be diving into a lot more before I confidently, even though I did confidently say it before, but uh it's it's something where I'm kind of trusting a talent to say that it's possible. I think DB1 top five type of thing or top eight is well within the range mm-hmm. of outcomes. The IDP Pros Podcast and the SGPN Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Best Ball Mania 4 is here, and Underdog Fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes. There are plenty of ways to win with NBA, NHL, and Major League Baseball player prop parlays. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. It's Kentucky Derby Week, and the notorious OTB of Sports Gambling Podcast Network fame has you covered for all your Triple Crown bets. Leave a review for the show wherever you get your podcast between now and Belmont, Saturday, June 10th, and you'll be entered into a drawing to win a canvas print of the Wolf's one-of-a-kind Fallen Bob painting. It's post time! Everybody remembers what the uh, draft stock that they put into mm-hmm. Malcolm Harris. What was that high state guy's name? I think he's somewhere. Malik Harrison. Yeah, yeah, he was supposed to be something, right? Yeah, I believe you. Right? Anything could happen in there with Harbaugh. That's true. Exactly. 
Yeah, and that's that's a valuable role if he has that type of role too. The uh, Derwin Jeremy Chin role, where you get to do a little bit of everything, is really good for IDP production. All right, let's wrap up with corner. Arguably the hardest position to predict. Who would be your corner one through next season? Yeah, I'm stepping a little bit into your territory with this. You're a little bit better at the <laughs> cornerbacks than I am. But uh, if I had to go, I mean, again, a little bit format dependent. If I'm looking for tackles, I'll still go with the slot corner like Sneed. You know, I think we know what he's going to be. And I think this Chiefs pass rush is going to be fantastic right now. I mean, we are, they had a Felix in the draft. They have George Karloftis. They have Chris Jones. It's as deep as it ever was. And I think that's honestly going to help Sneed off the edge if they blitz him more, which we know Spagnola will. If I'm going for pass defense, I think Tariq Woolen has that possibility. I think Tariq Woolen was really good last year, and I, he could continue to build on it. We all talk about sauce, but Tariq was just as good at, at breakdown passes. That I like that. And I was dead wrong last year. I said AJ Terrell, so I was, I was way <laughs> off. So it's too good. That's why you just leave the damn cornerbacks alone. You don't get as dirty. Well, if, if you're a degenerate, you play with corners. So, oh, are we all? Damn it. Don't cross the hash. So, Michael, what's your typical strategy when drafting IDP for like a startup or a best ball or any, any drafting situation where you've got a, you know, draft IDP? What's that normally look like for you? Are you a linebacker first guy, a pass rush first guy? Uh, do you just wait for whatever value falls or, you know, all things being equal? What does that look like for you? If we're talking offense and IDP both, uh, then I'm going to be looking. I'll, I'll more or less try to take as many offensive pieces as I can before I start seeing that tier go. But in a vacuum, I try to get that defensive lineman. I really do value getting that pass rush off the board. I, I did a startup a couple months ago, and, you know, I'm looking at Max Crosby on the board, and I know the value that someone like that provides. And sure, I can wait 10 more rounds, 15 more rounds, and take a Trey Hendrickson, which he'll burn me some weeks, but he'll give me good weeks, and that's just as good of a strategy as well. I, I, I like grabbing one of my defensive linemen and – one maybe linebacker and kind of streaming the rest. I kind of trust myself to find the values late in drafts. I, my last pick in the draft was Robert Spillane. And I have been talking about Robert Spillane more than anybody in the world should be talking about Robert Spillane this off season, <laughs> because they have, they, they said he could get the, they said, they said he'll, he'll wear the green dot. They said that when they signed him, they offered that to him. They didn't draft right. a linebacker until the sixth round. It's a yeah. very possible. Denzel Perman's gone. It's a Luke Masterson. Yeah. There's a lot of potential, and I got him the last round of a startup with a bunch of people who wanted to play IDP. So yeah. there's value. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of value in linebackers and obviously defensive backs, I think goes without saying. And I picked DJ Reed one pick before that, who was fantastic last year. So you could really wait on it for a lot of things. It's just sack artists, those defensive linemen, they're just much more of a rare commodity. Yeah, absolutely. Scarcity there for sure. Love that. Good stuff. Okay, do you play DFS or bet at all? I know you bet. You just said you bet, but how about yeah. DFS? Let's let's start there. DFS uh, is something I, I do on a free basis every week because if I started paying for it, including my the bets I may place on a weekly basis, I might not be able to afford to go to college. So <laughs> that's uh, I, I, I do a nice little free submission with, uh, with Yahoo every single week. I do that free daily tournament. I throw in some things for DraftKings on occasion because I – like staying up to up to the know and i feel good about some things certain weeks i it's it dfs is dfs is a whole beast i'm not sure if i'm able to tackle at times i try to i, I got enough redraft dynasty stuff in my pocket 
I hear you, man. And it's a whole different ball game going up against optimizers and algorithms and stuff like that. It's it's not easy. It's a, um, a lot of people do it for the money, and honestly, that's where all of a sudden there's a lot more effort put into it than I'm willing to go in for the time I have because I'd just rather focus those my that effort on my dynasty teams and my redraft teams. Absolutely. And then uh, betting, you mentioned that you bet Packers over for wins. Any other season-long bets you've made so far or you know anything in general you want to mention about betting that you've enjoyed or disliked, sure. et cetera? Uh, the one other bet I've played so far, I threw about five bucks on Trevor Lawrence to be the MVP. Good odds. I, I, it was about, I think it was five to win like 80, five to win 100, something like that. You see you know, an up-and-coming quarterback that we know is great. We see an upcoming team in a weak division that should be able to bowl over teams. Who knows? It's it's a long shot bet as any future is, but I like betting on guys I know are really talented. So that's that's the one I did. And the other thing I'll throw out is I posted a lot of IDP tackle props last year and a lot of great people doing on Twitter as well. Those defensive props, I feel like Vegas underlooks a little bit. So made a decent amount of money on that last last year as well. So, you know, follow my Twitter, you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll I'm sure I'll do that again next year. Oh, yeah. Gary, Gary liked those. Yeah, I, I got like three or four, maybe four or five out of uh, good, great weeks out of bogs because DraftKings are idiots. Yeah, I remember that, the sack line. And then as soon as I pulled off of it, he got one, not that week, but maybe the next. But hey, hit on him. I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm kind of dabbling. I don't know where I'll be this year. We're going to see. I know there's a lot of things going on. I loved sitting back and watching what you guys uh, were doing for the for the calls. I'm waiting. You guys are building it, man. That's what those old guys do. We just sit back and let you guys do all the, the hard work, right? That's we're trying to just about, set you brother. up. Yeah, but that's all right. You're going to jettison past me and I'll be like, oh. damn it. <laughs> Uh, good stuff. Good stuff. And I hear you, man. Uh, since, since, since it's become legal in Connecticut, um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm betting things I should Marijuana? be betting. Yeah, that too. We have everything in this state, by the way. Gary. Oh it's, shit. It's, no doubt. It's great. Yeah. So Michael, are you staying in that area? You, is, I mean, is your dream job, New York that, or is it like Boston? Would you like to get it's, the hell out and go? It's, it's really open ended because it's whatever it comes to me. And I'm actually lucky enough to go to the women's world cup in Australia in July. Ooh, um, yeah. So that's that's gonna be you speak on my, Australian. Uh, <laughs> good day, things like that. That's what I can offer them. Um, and if I do, was... I'm sure I'll get beat up. So I won't. I will not be saying that. Don't cross the hash. That it's kind of hard to. I'm I'm applying for a lot of things. We'll see where I end up. But it's a little bit difficult to to pitch to an employer. You know, hey, you know, I want to. I'd love to hop on next week, but I actually have to take ten days off a month after I after I join you guys. So. We'll, we'll see where I end yeah. up applying for a lot of things yeah. in Connecticut. I really like Connecticut as well. Uh, but I'm from Long Island. That's probably where I'll be for the short-term future. Never, when you get on Babbel, never search Australian. <laughs> that, that is, I will take that lesson to the grave. <laughs> okay. Fact. The National Breast Cancer Foundation reports that a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer every two minutes. And we already know finding new innovations in research, surgical options, and clinical trials is essential to finding a cure. And to all those fantasy football ladies that may be listening, we also know with early detection your survival rate goes up. And that's why breast self-exams are very important, and the best way to give your old girls their best fighting chance to win the championship. So, with all that being said, the fellas here at the IDP Pro Players Pod would like to remind everyone, the National Breast Cancer Foundation does take donations, so please... Go and give what you can, and let's give our mothers, our wives, 
our sisters, and every woman, the support, the resources, and maybe even more importantly, the hope by knowing we all really do care. All right, let's switch gears. Let's talk rookie drafts because Christ knows we're in quite a few right now. Who would have been some of your favorite rookie draft targets so far? What are some guys that you found like good deals on so far? Honestly, it's I feel like the higher up guys that should be going earlier are still falling a little bit too far. So, I mean, the, the guys I like, I'll throw out a couple late offensive guys. I, I like Jaden Reed on offense in, in the second round. I like Zach Evans in the sixth round, even, even though it's a little bit tougher to break through. But defensively, Dorian Williams, I have been pounding the rock for on Twitter like it's a like it's a drum in a, I don't know, a band. I don't know. But I'm all in on Dorian Williams, two-lane linebacker, was the defensive MVP of the Con Bowl against USC when they pulled off that upset. He's fantastic. He's got good size to replace Tremaine Edmonds. There's not much competition in Buffalo. I think he's going off the board. Even if he's going off the board in some people's top five, that's top five linebackers still going a little bit late in those mixed drafts. So him, Dion Henley, is a great name to know. Los Angeles, Kenneth Murray is an absolute dud at this point. And Trent Simpson has some nice upside for everything Gary said before about Patrick Queen may not be on this roster. I think he will be just because I think the only way he's not is if it's traded and I don't know who's trading for him. But next year, he is not a Raven. So that's yes, he is. They did not pick up his fifth year option and he's reportedly on the trade block. Just I don't know who's sending a pick for him, truthfully. Good stuff there. Was there anything in the draft that surprised you like big time overall? I was surprised defensively. Uh. Aditomwa Adebayor out of Northwestern. I had him as a late day one guy, early, you know, mid day two. He was one of the best athletes at the combine along the defensive line. He fell all the way to the Colts in the fourth round, which is a good spot for him. You know, they haven't, haven't replaced Ngakwe. He could very well step it on the edge at times if he develops as they hope he does. But I was hoping he would get day two capital. So probably off the IDP radar for now outside of really deep formats. Any flag plants you want to make? I mean, you know, besides the obvious, like, Will Anderson's going to be good. Uh, yeah, we know. Um, anyone not so obvious that you want to flag plant IDP-wise from rookie drafts? I don't know how 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 deep we're going to go, uh, but I, I'm going to stick someone with deep, the top man. one. man. Go long! Oh, my goodness. You're going to push me to go deep. I'm a little bit Go long, brother. I'll stick with someone at the top. Dorian Williams, I am planting my flag on completely. Very, very high on what he can be in that defense and just as a good player overall. I love Jordan Battle's fit. Third round Alabama safety in Cincinnati. I think he is a perfect replacement for Von Bell. I think he opens up Dax Hill to be that coverage guy, do whatever they want with him. He's a little bit more versatile, but I truly believe that Jordan Battle is going to be a plug-and-play piece for him. I think he starts over Nick Scott, or Dax starts over Nick Scott, and then you know Battle fills in with that mixed box you know, coverage playmaking role. So, I think he's going to be a fantastic fit in Luana Roma's defense. Gary actually put together a pretty good list here of some later round guys that may end up being, you know, really good values for dynasty or producers down the road here. Uh, you guys already mentioned Trenton Simpson. How about Zach Harrison, defensive end Falcons, uh, went in the third round, 75th pick from Ohio State. Uh, let's start with Michael, then we'll hit Gary here. It's it's a pick that makes a ton of sense because he's a guy that underachieved in college but has the five-star high school pedigree, has the one of the longest arms in the class, if not the longest wingspan, with 36 and a quarter-inch arms. It's, he's got everything you would want in edge rusher. He just only had 
five and a half sacks over the last two years. It's a guy that can kind of slide inside a little bit more. And it fits what the Falcons are doing. I mean, you look at what they did this offseason. They brought in Bud Dupree, one-year deal. They brought in David Onimata to fix the defensive line. They brought in Clyde Campbell on a one-year deal. They drafted Arnold B. Uh, I'm going to butcher his name, but Abiteke. Um Last year in the second round, they have made a concerted effort to fix this defensive line with Grady Jarrett still in the middle. So Zach Harrison is an extension of that. And half those guys I just said are on one-year deals. Doesn't feel like a 2023 name, but somebody that if he lives up to the potential he didn't get to with the Buckeyes, he can do that with the Falcons. It's a nice stash, taxi squad totally type of guy. There's a lot of veterans on there to learn from, so at least he's got that to go for it defensive line coach could completely suck ass and you'd still have a lot of good veterans on there to spread that knowledge wouldn't you absolutely absolutely yeah and gary that's an ohio state guy what do you think about zach harrison yeah and it's going to take a few years i mean there's a reason uh, you know it's going to be that same question because and the sentiment has been the same and i'm going to ask you that question at this point what have you thought of the overall class one word meh I mean, like, yeah, it's not even a word. I love it. I love it. I didn't even deserve it. Fine. I'm content with it. There's going to be hits. There's going to be a lot of misses. It's fine. I don't like outside of Will Anderson, Jalen Carter. I don't know what top end talent. You're the glass is half full type of guy, right? Normally. No, normally I I, I am told I am the most pessimistic of the bunch. Normally I get perky. I get perky at times when I talk about IDP. Oh yeah. Gary, he he's, he lives in Connecticut now. He's a, just as big as pessimist as I am. You should know that. <laughs> it's the state of pessimists. That's what we're known. I, I, I got a visit. Yeah, you wouldn't have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. I live in Ohio. What the? What's that? Your computer has another virus? Well, my friend, you need help to stop your obsession with the dirty O. All of this searching for air yards and yards after catch and blah, blah, blah. Stop your dirty O obsession by searching for the IDP Pro Players Podcast instead and focus on the other side of the balls. I I mean ball. The crew on the IDP Pro Players Podcast care about you and your technology by holding true to their no dirty O mantra. Every week, Gary and John bring you the IDP content you need to save your rosters and dominate your league while avoiding the dirty O. So save your technology by tuning into the IDP Pro Players Podcast with your longtime and totally unoffensive veteran hosts, Johnny the Greek and Gary the IDP Tipster. Follow them on Twitter at capital I, capital D, capital P, R, O. One word at the IDP Pro Players Pod. Another linebacker here. I'm going to butcher this as well and join the fun. Servocia Dennis, linebacker Bucks, uh, 153rd overall pick from Pittsburgh. I, I can see the appeal here. Levante David is super old, and Devin White was just trying to get traded out of there. So I see it. I, oh, wait a minute. Good job. You said Dennis perfectly. Yeah. Well, is, is, that a, is that a joke I'm, I'm out on? I'm looking at we, some other way to pronounce it, and I can't see No, it. no. We, just, <laughs> we, no we, we butcher names a lot. If I wasn't on mute a while ago, so I wouldn't butcher something, I heard you mess up a little bit. You apologize. I'm laughing my ass off. I'm like, sure, right. I just didn't unmute. <laughs> we'll jump into Dennis, then, as, as we pronounce it correctly. it's I liked it a lot. Like, if, Of all the names we're going to talk about here, this might be my favorite, just because you know draft capital is not great. It's not for any of these guys, but... Like you said, Levante David, expiring deal. I was surprised they brought him back at all, but it's really just that odd nod to what he's done for the franchise. Devin White, I can't imagine 
they bring him back because they have not been good terms and Devin White has not lived up to what he wants. And I feel he feels like a guy that's going to test the market and be disappointed with what he finds, as he already probably has. Dennis had, you know, he had seven sacks at middle linebacker last year. You know, first team all ACC guy. It feels like somebody that can really be that good blitzing compliment that Todd Bowles likes to use. The whole question is who's calling the plays? What is the defense next year? Because truthfully, I don't know if Todd Bowles survives 2023. And then all hmm. of a sudden, we might have an entirely different situation that Dennis is thrown into, which, you know, for whether he could fit now might be one question as opposed to does he fit in the next scheme? It's impossible to know, but it's the type of thing I kind of want to think about going ahead because this this is going to be an ugly year for Tampa. Yeah, uh, Gary, any thoughts on that? No, not really. I mean, <laughs> he covered it. The IDP Pro Players Pod is also presented by IDPGuys.org, where managers and fans can further fear fantasy football knowledge into the depths of dynasty, individual defensive players, super flex, and beyond. That was IDPGuys.org, where they do way more than just defensive football. Speaking earlier, and we're throwing darts, I'm going to throw my ass out on a limb too on a rookie here okay if i gotta pick one out but this is only amongst dbs and this would be my dart throw i think that he can actually start over at least who they currently have on the roster which would be what Caden stearns, stearns just yeah. well justin simmons no justin simmons is not going anywhere but if it's a strong safety or in the box type guy Caden stearns pj Locke, he was serviceable last year skinner i can't remember his injury i'll get up for you if he's healthy and there's no question mark on him coming into the season, I mean, Caden Stearns has proved that he's nothing. He's not been capable since he's been there. We're looking at a torn peck. Not great for, uh, what's it called, for Skinner, which mm. hopefully training camp, that seems a little bit optimistic, maybe. But I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, this is a wide open secondary. Outside of Justin Simmons, P.J. Locke's not even under contract anymore. So it's Caden Stearns oh, and Warren Turner yell. It's very possible you see a six-round pick. I got it. I got it. Alex Singleton is just going to play that whole center, (laughs) right? They're going to tell Josie, Joey, look, look, go deep, dude. Free safety all the way, Josie. We've seen you do it, man. And then Singleton sits that whole freaking box area, right? And he'll he'll still get a tackle on that play as well. He'll start 60 Mm -hmm. yards away from the ball and will somehow get a tackle. Go deep. I think you guys both make sense on the Skinner pick there. How about another safety, Antonio Johnson, safety Jaguars. And uh, yeah, I mean, they do have two younger guys that look fairly locked in right now. So what's the logic behind this one? The logic? I, I think they're just basically taking best guys off the board. This class is just not that good. I just see this as a depth player. Rashawn Jenkins, maybe he's not a superstar, but he's their veteran. He knows how to run a damn defense. Andre Cisco is still in the process of proving himself 100%. I don't see anything happening here. If Wingard is still lingering around too, they love sticking that guy in. Why rush this kid? I, I just can't see putting any uh, serious stock at IDP. Possibly, you know, you're looking at a deep dynasty. That's what these guys are at this point. Uh, yeah, Mike, what do you think? And, and my apologies, Rayshon is a little bit older, so maybe that's the angle here. Uh, yeah, Mike, what do you think, though? I agree with Gary. I feel like more of a best player available. I, I think they see him as a really good special teams possibility. 
Um, they talked about it after the draft. They see him more of a safety than a slot corner, which he played at times, although it didn't really do into coverage. He's a good tackler. I don't think he's a good enough athlete to last on the NFL level. That's kind of been everything that I read was that that was kind of his limitations. His broad jump was a little bit shorter than we might have liked. But he could hit. He could tackle. And that's what he'll do on special teams, I think. I think that's what he's there for. Good stuff. Okay, how about a linebacker for the Cardinals here, Owen Papo, who I've seen and I've taken later in rookie drafts that are happening as we speak. That's another... Oh, I don't know if Gary was going, but no, I was him. getting ready to throw it right back at him. Oh, well, uh, make him go. say something too, man. We're on, we're on the, we're on the same page here. Um, so it's another guy that I thought <laughs> could have went a little bit earlier. I think even the Cardinals might have been surprised, fell as far as they did. It's a pick that makes sense. I mean, you see what they're doing right now in the spring. They're testing Zayvon Collins out at on the edge. You have Jonathan Gannon coming in. You know how they're using their linebackers. Sorry, there is a bug around me. If you're seeing me doing darting throws and. I just it's entertaining as hell from over here, man. Yeah, I just want to make sure every time I look away and now I don't know where it is and it's terrifying. But the route to the linebacker two role is possible uh, for Papo just because I mean, there's Kazir White new to, you know, knows the scheme, but new to Arizona. And that's about it. Who knows how Isaiah Simmons is going to get used? I kind of I think they are going to convert Zayvon Collins to an edge rusher. I think they're going to I think that they, they start testing him out with that in the spring. It fits the Hassan Reddick mold that Jonathan Gannon used. Yeah. And it's not working with Zavian Collins in the middle. It, it just hasn't yeah. really worked. So I think they're going to try something different with it. He has the size. It's 260 freaking pounds. Like, line him up. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Yeah. I, I think that's that's the approach they're going to take. Because they it's it's now or never for, for Zavian. Nice. Yeah, Gary, what do you think? Uh, are you grabbing any Owen Papo later in drafts? Later in drafts? Yeah, sure. Say that <laughs> name again. <laughs> Uh, Owen Papo. <laughs> okay, yeah, I wanted to make sure we just had the right guy. That's all that was. Deep dynasty, possibly. Uh, I mean, you're talking some deep bench. We we spent all last year on the IDP Pro Players Pod talking standard league. We're, we're opening up. We're going deeper as people grow with us. You know, hopefully we're bringing people along, still covering both sides of the deep ball to the, the little dump offs. But standard league, I'm not touching this with a 10-foot freaking pole. <laughs> Dynasty wise, I better have a taxi squad plus a taxi taxi squad. You're not touching this guy until like week seven, where we are flapping our arms around saying, "Yeah, he just uh, displaced Isaiah Simmons. You need to grab him right now. Go get him." So. <laughs> to be clear, we spent this entire day on Friday talking about these deeper guys uh, on the manager's pod, on the player's pod. Michael joining us here, so he's still battling the fly. It's entertaining I as hell. I missed. Oh, you missed. I'm you got terrified. up and Go went back. I did. To it got get it. It's on missed. my desk somewhere. Go on. Damn it. I think it's on your hair. No. Oh, that's, no, that's not. That's just that. that's just okay. me looking a little bit disheveled. Go on. <laughs> I just want to be clear for anybody that's caught both episodes today, and we're talking about these deeper guys. You know, you're going to hear a lot of us saying, "Well, well, class is not great." I think the overall sentiment would be we're here to tell you about these rookies because you guys are going to see these names. You're going to see a lot of rookie hype come up this summer. You're going to see these names popped up because this guy got five plays in OTAs with the starters. All right. So be careful. That's, that's what this is really about. We need to talk about them. We need to talk about their potential. There might be injuries during the camps. There might be all kinds of crap. So we do need to know who they are. We just don't have to be excited about it. Well said. Yeah. 
Mr. Sicoli. Is there anything you'd like to plug? What are you working on this year? What's in the future for you? Two big things I'm working on right now. Maybe some other stuff in the works, but too early for those things. I, I run a weekly IDP newsletter. That would be great for our listeners here. The IDP guys, the link for that is in my Twitter bio. You know, it comes out every single week. I try to highlight everything that is defense focused because, you know, as, as I'm sure Gary can say, we have more than enough offensive content out there. Let's get defensive headlines straight to your inbox every Wednesday morning. And I also start up a dynasty offense. I will say it is an offense dynasty podcast with Club Fantasy. It goes every Sunday. Uh, startup last week. So very new and very fun. Thanks. I appreciate you guys having me. This has been a blast. Awesome, man. Thank you oh, so yeah. much for coming on. This was really good. Everyone, make sure you please follow him. He's at Michael with an A-E-L underscore Sicoli, S-I-C-O-L-I, on Twitter, writer for IDP Guys and Club Fantasy FFL. Gary, you want to take us out? We'll see you guys next week, and it won't be about any rookie.